Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Hi, I'm Ronnie O'Sullivan, and this is 365 Days of Sport. 365 Days of Sport. Yes, good evening and welcome to yet, I was going to say yet another edition of 365 Days of Sport. It is yet another edition, but two months on, we've been off air due to various reasons, mainly this dreaded virus and everything else. But uh, It's a sabbatical. Like it, like it, sabbatical. Yeah. That mm-hmm. is the voice of Rob Bryce. Yes, in case you've forgotten who we are, my name is Kieran Beefy Blake, the world's biggest sports fan and world record holder, and that was... Robert Bryce. Well, we haven't really seen each other in the flesh for, as we said, two months. Two months. And yeah. look, look at the beard on this man. It is, it's disgusting. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. Feral. It it's is a huge, beautiful. And I must say, then the last time I saw you crank it to that sort of length, considerably more grey. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Stress, stress, man. Stress. Well, you did. I just should say, I, I forgot on the day. I felt quite bad actually. But Beefy did grow another year older. Oh, as always. Just uh, about four days ago. Was it? Something like that, yeah. So no, you are born 1974, is that right? 74, yeah. You yep. can do the math on that, people. That's, 46. Uh, that's, oh, gosh. Because you've got a big one coming up this year, obviously. I've got the big one. Well, funnily enough, that is now, thanks to old COVID, mm. shaping up to be the most oh. rip-roaring bender of a weekend. Because, so my birthday's October 30th. It, I've uh, actually got this in my notes. You've got this about, in your notes? Yeah, yeah. Because well, I won't, right. I won't ruin the uh, detailed analysis of Karen Beefy Blake. It's, Sports maestro extraordinaire. Obviously, Rob, what we've got to say is the moment we went off air, Rob, Mm. the world has gone into tailspin. Well, it was it was it was already well on its way. True. And since then, uh, uh, is it Armageddon? (laughs) I mean, I'm an atheist, but is it Armageddon, Beefy? It probably well is. I mean, there's no reason why. I think it's a good adjective. Is it an adjective or a noun? Armageddon. Uh, it's a noun. It is a noun, yeah. But you're right. We've gone into uh, Armageddon. I, I'll tell you what a word I looked up the other day, which was used as an adjective, which I thought was wrong. Aesthetic. It's that actually. Oh, that greyhound's aesthetic. No, that's wrong. Nah, the parent. I checked in the dictionary. They use it in a sentence, saying that it can be used like this. Really? Yeah. This, mm. th- that's a very aesthetic looking boat. Ooh. Yeah. yeah okay, See, I yeah. thought it was like a the a term. It was like a bridging term. And and add. Name. How were the aesthetics? They were fantastic. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's not just you know. No, definitely to me that's a name, but uh, yeah, aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you have to specify which way because it'd be aesthetically displeasing too. Definitely. So this is where I I didn't appreciate the terminology. The aesthetics, yeah, I guess it is. Then it's important to get this language right. You cannot put a price on good. Something could language. literally be aesthetic. <laughs> it can only literally be aesthetic, to be honest. <laughs> It can't we, be anything well, we, but So literally. we don't need to say literally, do we? No. It's, that's so to right. all you people out there, just, just uh, we haven't done this for a while. <laughs> we haven't. But the use of the word literally, it is totally unnecessary. It drives me insane. You don't need to say literally before every single act. Unless every, it's, unless it's, it's, it's not, a phenomenon. When you, it literally no, happened. It's, it's, yeah, it's when the expression is normally a metaphorical term or can be mistaken for a metaphorical term and you have yes. to clarify that you're being literal. Yep. That's what it is. It's not a confirmation of just agreeing with someone. Do you like that? Yeah, literally. That's not proper English. I do is the is the phrase. Yes, I do. Mm. Not literally. It's just yes. So anyway, I do. there's that. 
Armageddon, I, I think, is a noun, even a proper noun with a capital A. It is definitely a proper the noun. Armageddon. Although it's probably come into colloquialism mm-hmm. now as a as mm-hmm. a normal, but it is obviously a proper noun. Yeah. As a world sports enthusiast, uh, Guinness for <laughs> Book of World Records holder. Yep. What's your analysis of the current time? How do you break it down bit it, by bit? In terms of sport, well, do do you see it in any way that it's intertwined? With the current uh, political and social standings that uh, protests, etc., going around the world? Or do you feel that COVID is going to have a long-lasting effect on sport post oh, the yeah. uh, epidemic? I don't think long-lasting. I think, I think that there's obviously a change in mindset about what's going on, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So in terms of that, yeah, I think there, there is definitely a change in the way we look at mass groups and everything else. But I think long-term, I think people will just forget about it mm-hmm. in like five years' time. Mm-hmm. They think, oh, remember that time when there was no footy? Well, the, the main message I've got is that no matter what happens, racing continues. And well, hunting, in fact, wagering, I heard the other day, has increased oh, through the roof. Well, what else was there it's to do? It's gone well up. I was, <laughs> so, quite, I was quite interested in the fact that they did stop racing in in the UK and Ireland. That's weird. Yeah, it was uh, totally stopped. So I don't know. Uh, I think they just had their first meetings last week. Okay. For a couple of months. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I've been watching this series on Netflix called The Crown. The it's Crown? The Crown. It's basically about when Queen Elizabeth becomes queen and starts right. from there, so George, King George VI dies. Anyway, I had no idea yeah. how well into the horses and well on oh. the punt the Queen was. And the Queen Mother. The Queen Mother was yeah. worse. Yeah. She lived for it. She was up at 11 when the uh, when the pubs opened. Mm. Get on it and yeah. right all punt. But the Queen, she won. This was kind of my first ever, like, kind of proper bet. Now, 1985, mm-hmm. the Grand National, mm-hmm. there was a horse called Last Last Suspect. Okay. And it was 50 to 1. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I bet on it, and, you know, I was 11, so mm-hmm. let's have a real think about this, yeah. <laughs> is because there was a Welsh jockey on board called Huell Davis. Okay. And the Queen's horse... Got up. 50 oh, to that 1. that was her horse. Yeah. The Patriot. 50 to 1, last suspect. Oh, I'm Karen pretty sure bike. it was at 1985. Okay. And it was been all downhill 50 since to then. 1. 50 to 1. Last what did you suspect. have on? I was probably a quid, quid. back then. Yeah, back yeah. then. Yeah, yeah. We weren't splashing out with no. a <laughs> when you're 11. So, yeah, you get 51 quid back mm-hmm. in the money. Oh, you'd be well happy as a young lad. Well, that's, a good, that's a good way to get the addiction going, nice yes. and early. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, apart going. from gambling, Rob, how have you spent your um, time? I know you've been back to work for uh, for about a month. Cooking. Cooking. Um, I've been working solidly on my new album, great record, solo record. Has that come along? Well, I was. I'm very happy with it. And then I just listened to it this afternoon. There's some of the songs, and I was didn't like it. Ah. So, um, what kind of uh, what what is a comparison? What can people look forward to hearing? Um, it's eclectic. It's a no, no, no. It's uh, oh, <laughs> lots of lots of influences. Yeah. Mostly, my favourite periods are, are. I like rock, heavy rock yes, music, guitar-based music. Led Zeppelin fan is Led Rob. Zeppelin, Queens of the Stone Age, the Raconteurs, uh, Smashing Pumpkins, Nirvana. Right. Yeah, those are all my sorts of bands I like. But you, you can hear bits and bobs of anything, a bit of Supergrass, Britpop era. So uh, what's the time frames on this? Um, uh, well, How many songs are we into the album, do you think, have I've got been written? N- nine, nine, ten written. Oh, nice. And I've got two almost 
completely finished to a happy demo stage and about four others that have got bits and pieces done and it's a long process because Beautiful. you have to learn how to record and all that you know yeah, it's a process it's and, a process um, and uh, the, I'm just finding the headphone mix is much more enjoyable listen to when you when I play it through the speakers oh okay the speakers seems to take all my effects off and it's all dry and it, it's uh, that's really was that's what I listened to before I came and it, and it didn't like I the heard sound one tip a f- uh, years that? ago yep that especially with Scar obviously I'm a an aficionado with Scar is record it and then play it in a car stereo because then you've got surround and everything else and you get the uh, I was going to say aesthetics but it's not acoustics all the way around and that's when you can really hear different things okay I don't know whether that's true no, or not that's pretty good because I'm, I'm not an engineer I have no, no nor neither am I of I'm, sound. I'm, I'm bluffing my way through it. Yeah, I've got two names that are at the moment that I'm considering. Oh, are, are this band names or no, some they're, they're album names. album names? Album names, yes. The midlife crisis of Han Solo. Solo songs by Robert Bryers. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> is that? Uh, and and um, or I, what about? Or, what about? The, I mean, that one's pretty awesome, obviously. Uh, ballads sure. of rocking the scene during COVID nineteen. Oh, it rhymes as well. Yeah. What about the um, the magnificent egg jarper? That's not bad. Yeah, do you like yeah, that? yeah. The yeah. Egg, I can do a big combo. Yes. The the quarter finalist <laughs> egg jarper. Yeah, I um, did it my way. I did egg jumping my way. Mm-hmm. I, I think there should yeah. be a tweak in there of something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but no, we got we got off track. We, we, we got, did. No, Sorry. we're gonna we're we're gonna go into this now or later. We're gonna talk about when my fortieth birthday. Yes. Will fall. Well, we can do that during the weekend. They're potentially going to do... No, okay. Derby I, Day... The, hell, I'm going to let you, you know. You, you figure it out. So what, at this point the in time... The 30th is the Friday, I know that much. Okay. You need to come forward one more, one weekend. Okay. So what the plan is now, allegedly, and as of, this is news as of today, mm-hmm. if you've got a wedding booked in for the 24th of October, mm-hmm. you really need to cancel it because nobody's <laughs> going to want to go. But I'm <laughs> being as simple as that because this weekend, October 24th, 25th, mm-hmm. This is the preliminary schedule. And they're looking at Melbourne for this as well. Friday night, Bledisloe Cup. Oh, yeah, right. So this is the fourth. They think it's going to be the fourth. That'll Bledisloe be Cup at uh, Marvel Stadium. Uh, or the MCG, possibly. No, it won't be the MCG. I think you're probably right. It will be at Marvel yeah, Stadium. Marvel's good. So then on the Saturday, obviously it's Cox Plate at Mooney Valley. Yeah. So but then when, when's the Manicado going to be? That's the night before Cox Plate normally on the Friday night. Yeah, it is true. That is. Uh, so maybe it'll be the Thursday or they just want to make it clash. Yeah, they might make it clash. Yeah. They'll probably do it at half-time of the, uh, yeah. the Bledisloe. Yeah, time it for that. We're in Melbourne as well, so mm-hmm. it's not really going to matter too yeah. much. Uh, obviously, Saturday night is going to be the AFL Grand Final. No, the Saturday... This is, this is as No, you're today. still on preliminary, preliminary final. Well, they're talking about the weekend of the 24th and 25th of October now. Cox Plate during the day, AFL Grand Final in the evening. On the Sunday? No, Saturday night. When did you hear this? Today. I read it today. What, no, but this, that's, that's not what I heard this morning. Okay, well, let me finish this and you, you talk through. Carry on. So then the Sunday during the day is Australia versus Pakistan in the 2020 World Cup. Sunday the 25th. Yes. And then in the evening is the NRL Grand Final, which clearly isn't in Sydney. Uh, is isn't in Melbourne. It's going to be in Sydney. Mm-hmm. So that at this stage is the super weekend of what they've got planned. But there is two schedules out there. One is for the following weekend as well, having the AFL Grand Final on the, on the Sunday, Sunday night between uh, Derby Day and Melbourne Cup. And making the public holiday on the Monday, so it's yeah. a basically a four-day weekend. Yeah. That's the one I heard. I like that one because my birthday's that Friday. <laughs> yes. The 30th. Well, I think they've already so cancelled the... So that's just going to be a rip-roarer. 
pre-grand final public holiday anyway, haven't they? They've done. They've already said that's not going to happen. Yeah, which is a bit weird. How can you just willy-nilly change a public holiday like I've that? I cancelled it. I could have used it. Yeah, well, we still can. We will get it someday, and I reckon it'll be that Monday. Okay, I think it will. Yeah, nobody works that Monday anyway, really, do they? Well, not, it's, it's going to it's going to be a happening time. That that's, that's a, just going to be well, phenomenal. Those, you this, have to plan that bender. You do have to plan that yeah. bender. It's huge. Well, not only that. There's also all the gigs being rescheduled as well. Mm. All these uh, international touring acts mm-hmm, coming mm-hmm. to uh, Australia, mm-hmm. essentially November and December. So you just, must actually, I, honestly, are yeah. you actually excited that Australian rules football is coming back tomorrow night? Is it Thursday night? Thursday night. Uh, no, haven't missed it in the slightest. <sighs> just, is it the same game without the crowd? Yeah, the fact the one game I watched, Hawthorne v Brisbane yeah. at the G, I've really enjoyed it because okay. it was a great win. We haven't beaten Brisbane since <laughs> Luke Luke since Luke Hodge moved to Brisbane, we have not beaten them. And then at MCG or in Brisbane, and then we came out and we played. We looked really good. In fact, I should put money on us for the flag. Okay, do that. So we're here today. They've uh, given Western Australia some bubble as well now. So they're going to play. The, are they playing the first month in Queensland? Six teams. Yeah. And then they're going to have six teams go to Western Australia. Is that, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, not right up with So it's with a bit weird. I think uh, Eddie Maguire's complaining because mm. it means he has to, they may have to leave Victoria, yeah. Yeah. which is a bit of a shock to them. Right. Now, all I know is that uh, the Stradbroke ran on the weekend, which is the last sort of big race before they start going to hibernation, I think. Right. Up in uh, Doombin. Yeah, they start preparing from, from now. I just keep missing one, Beefy. Just keep missing right. one. You wouldn't believe it. Has it been? A, I do. Has it been a, a profitable? Um... No, because I just keep missing one. Oh, I've, and I'm pulling out some phenomenal tips. Last <laughs> week I pulled a Crone up in Doombin to win. Uh, it was, it was twenty six to one, seven dollars a place. Wow! And I, I said to take him for the place, and he—he's uh, a fourteen hundred meter specialist. This is a thirteen fifty race. If it was fourteen hundred, he would have won because he'd run rubbish. Anyway. That was a brilliant tip, and one of my other mates was on it, and he couldn't believe how well I was tipping, but the fourth leg fell over. Wow, unbelievable. I did see, we're going to talk... <laughs> you always gra- sound so unenthusiastic. We're going to talk grounds a little bit later, but I did oh, see yeah. there was a grand one. It was $76 or something. Like, oh, I don't recall start that. Start of last week. Oh, that won the Sandown Cup? No, no, I don't think it was a big race, but... A dog winning at seventy six dollars is yeah, just very phenomenal. rare. Very, very. So generally, something has to go wrong for that to happen. Yeah. There has to be a big collision. I didn't see the race or something, but I did. Do a, I did see that uh, it was a big odds. For it a has dog. to be something like that um, ice skater, you know, speed skater. Oh, Bradbury. your mate, Stephen Bradbury. Yeah, it's in my go kart team. That's right. Yeah. It has to be something like that. But there was a, the Sandown Cup Greyhound racing big upset. Bronski beat Bronski beat. Yeah, from we, box eight, he was not backed. I think he paid thirty to one. Really? Yeah, that's a big win. But I mean, you've got to get through heats to get to the finals. They must have had some form. Yeah, he did. He did. He ran uh, a forty-one sixty-seven. No, forty-two oh seven. He ran in his heat. Is the um, Sandown Cup longer than the Melbourne Cup, or is it the same distance? It's another hundred and wow. ninety meters. That is quite a long race. 715, 715 metres. Do you know what I didn't realise um, looking through? I was trying to find sport on the... Like, sorry, it's 200 metres long. Yeah, trying to find sport on the TV. There's greyhound races in Saudi Arabia and Middle Middle East right? that they run over like uh, 1,500 metres to two kilometres. How do they keep them keen for that long? They Surely just, they lose interest. I, I'm imagining they're bred to run mm. longer. They sprint from the start and they just mm-hmm. keep going. And it's mm-hmm. a big, long straight. Obviously, it's sand. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, I shouldn't say that anymore, should I? Because mm-hmm. um, 
can't say that there's obvious sand in the desert. Um, I, I think you can say yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. So, yeah, but they just... And obviously the um, the sheiks and the guys, they're in their Range Rovers on mm. the side of the track, and they follow the racing all the way down, and they're flying along. It's uh, quite phenomenal to watch. 1,500 metres. Yeah, check it out on uh, on the old uh, YouTube, because uh, it is unbelievable trying to watch it. It's uh, phenomenal. Are you concerned about the uh, consistency of welfare of the animal in that I, part of the world? I would be, because yeah. it'd be quite hot yeah. as well. The old little paws on the old uh, doggies, because it it's on sand, it's proper sand, like desert sand. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's quite phenomenal watching. Where did you come across this one? Uh, I just... You're just trying to find something, weren't something you? Else. You're just searching desperately for something. And now, the, how's the Belarusian soccer league oh, been going? Oh, mate, the Belarusian soccer league's going off. Yeah, still? Yeah, FC Islock, our team, the White Wolves, uh, they're going yeah. quite well. They, they went through a bit of a bad streak the last month, and then they, they got back with a bit of a draw on mm-hmm. the weekend. But they're going to be in worst song in the world this week as okay. well. They've, the accordion player, Again. he's back with a different song. Right, okay, good, good. Um, that's not our main song. I am going to blow you away okay with the worst ever song you're gonna love it this though. is a very very bold call early on from the beef man did you uh did you enjoy did you yeah know? yeah i did the the best the, the collection i have a great yeah i thoroughly enjoyed did it did you thoroughly enjoy yeah, it yeah. obviously number one was the greyhound song was it number one i made it number one yeah it was it was great it's a cracking top 10 it should have got uh mm-hmm. should get some a lot more downloads and that it should be viral <laughs> if i don't say so myself <laughs> We have been off air for, for two months now, and there's a few plans being underway to kind of rejuvenate the show about something new to draw in some new fans. And uh, Rob's interest in uh, basically dog racing, we have come together to decide, and we've talked about this before, that uh, we're going to invest in our own 365 Days of Sport Greyhound. And uh, we have been talking to the Greyhound Racing Victoria people, and they are fully supportive. They're going to jump on board. And uh, our potential trainer is uh, Sean Casia, who's based down in uh, Anarchy, which mm-hmm. is probably apt for our show, yep. that he is based in Anarchy. Mm-hmm. We have to find a dog yet, and mm-hmm. uh, we obviously want a top-quality dog that's going to run in, sand down the meadows, because mm-hmm. Rob doesn't even like getting out of the house, let alone going up to Bendigo or Ballarat or Warrnambool on a Tuesday night. That's true. To uh, to go and watch it race. So uh, it's obviously got to run close to home. Mm-hmm. Even Heelsville on a Sunday down the grass straight. Oh. We don't want to go there anyway. No. So Sunday morning. In terms of that, so we are looking at a dog. And uh, like I said, GRV are fully on board. They are trying to help us out to find a dog. You better not be putting the kibosh on, Beefy. Well, we will find a dog, whether it's a Jack yeah. Russell, because otherwise we're doing Jack Russell racing in Florida. Um, so we will keep everyone updated about the progress of uh, our quest mm. to get our own dog. We thought we had one the last couple of weeks, but uh, unfortunately it's not going to be up to scratch. So uh, we are in the market again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting. We're going to get oh, the amount of interest the Greyhound community is going to show in this is going to be phenomenal. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> oh, it's going to be very interesting indeed. Yeah, yeah. You know, at the moment, there's there's some good ones around at the moment. There's, there's always uh, some there's good always ones some, around. There's always some good ones around, but they're not quite, if, I, if I'm honest, I don't think there's quite the stars going around at the moment that there was. Right. When Poke the Bear maybe was... Six, around the Poke the Bear time, yeah, yeah. there was some quick, quick times going around. Although there seems to be track records being broken in the shorter distances. In fact, oh, just, really? just last night, uh, someone... 
broken track record at Horsham or something. And then that that being said, Hooked on Scotch is the current track record holder at Sandown for the 515 for the Melbourne Cup distance, which was a ludicrous I run. I did see Hooked on Scotch. Wasn't it running at Ballarat the other yeah, night? Yeah, he did run at Ballarat. About 450 metres he did. Did it break and the track record? Because I saw the headline. No, was... in fact, he only just won. Oh, was, okay. Well, he was there or thereabouts. But he just—it just wasn't quite. Right. I'm not sure he came second, but he was. It was maybe he's just been a really high quality dog. He was one on one with there. It was a determined victory. Yeah. But he needed the whole track to uh, needed all of it to get yeah. there. The start at the moment is probably Simon told Helen. Okay. Is the name of the dog? Simon and told Simon Helen. told Helen. If he's got the inside, if he's in, probably from four or inside, it's, yeah. he's almost unbeatable because he's got he's quick enough out. But it's from the first bend to the up the back straight. He's got the most phenomenal turn of speed you've ever seen. So he just he just gets about five six lengths clear halfway up the back straight. And as soon as he so as soon as that's done, he's got enough in the tank to hold on. Right. But it's just, yeah, it's just drives through this thing. Do we know the breeding of Simon Told Helen? Is that what we're looking at? I can can look it up for you if you like, Beef. Because the one we were looking at the other day was um, Aston DB, which is a Melbourne Cup winner. Aston DB, yes. Out of a uh, broodmare. (laughs) Can you call him broodmare? Brood bitch, I suppose it is in dog terms. Mm -hmm. Called Midnight Carmen has put out a few decent litters. But uh, unfortunately, one of the progeny that we were looking at, not quite... Up the scratch at the well, break. but Aston DB, of course, for me is, is great memories because it was the first time I had a genuinely big win on the punt with right. the Greyhounds. So I had a three leg multi. I took Shadale to win it at three dollars twenty. Got up and won, and then I had good old Fanta Bale to win the oh, uh, Fanta Bale. win the bold trees, which she did. She did rather, and then. Um, and then, of course, SNDB to win the Melbourne Cup itself out of right. box one and didn't fly up. It came out all right. And then at the back straight, there was just a minor collision between, oh, I can't remember, her striker light and someone else, I think. And he just he just bolted up the mm. inside and it was all over because he's big finish, SNDB. Well, I remember uh, the, the Melbourne Cup we went to 2015. It was a photo, wasn't it? Right on the line. Diner Double One? Possibly? Diner Double One, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's got the track record for the 600. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it's obviously it's a chase. It's got a bit more stamina. So Fernando Bale was always very quick out and would fly out to the front. Yeah, but if Diner Double One was in within striking distance, even you know had that much of a devastating finish, even the great Fernando Bale could be run down by Diner Double One, yeah. which if, if the perfect race occurred for Diner Double One, which it did on that occasion. Did. Because I, I think the time was, was, was very quick that night. Can't remember. Obviously, talking, that's sports news. Yeah, well, Simon Told sports. Helen is uh, Barcia Bale into Who Told Lindy Lou. Who told Barcia Bale I, I, I ran about 23 races for 22 wins, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. It's yeah. not bad. It's uh, Winks form. Well, fun, yeah, Barcia Bale. This is the thing, though, Beefy, right? Not, yeah. not long. As you know, my flatmate Bruce... Ex-flatmate Bruce. Yep. Um, I've got to see Bruce, actually, because right. uh, the injury from the Penny Farthing crash... Is continuing. Oh, no, it's got worse. Oh, no. It is genuinely... I'm in, I'm in genuine trouble. Oh, so I'll have good. to go and see Bruce, ex-flatmate Bruce, who okay. is, uh, is a myotherapist by trade. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I can't see a physio. They're not, uh, mm-hmm. The physio's not going to fix me, but a myotherapist probably right. will. So yeah. uh, I'm going to have to go and see Mr. Bruce. Well, that's uh, good. Yeah. Well, well, he's, not a, he's not a fan. He's not a punter in any way, shape, or no. form. I just want to know about it. And as a joke one day, I sent him, uh, there's a new pup coming out, called Big Boy Bruce. Oh. By Barcia Bale. All the bees. And uh, I just sent to him for a laugh. It's turned out to be pretty solid. It goes around Albion Park. It's won uh, oh, yeah. about 100 grand or something. Nice. 
So that and is he the, could have got in, in on it for about 1500 I think. Oh, you actually offered him to buy oh, into oh, it. Oh, I sent it to him as a joke, so I knew oh. he'd just laugh because it was called Big Boy Bruce. <laughs> but uh, he's going well. The 600 or 700 he's stepped up the distance. Well, that's where the money is. Yeah, well, and he was good at the 500 too. Like so, yeah. Solid. Always there or thereabouts. Very but not, not, not oh, so record-breaking Bruce, times. But okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. That would have been interesting. Yeah, yeah. Jumps come very well out the box. So uh, keep, keep listening to our progress on uh, acquiring this uh, little puppy. Obviously, we've made some uh, shows, 365 Days of Sport. We've done some filming and some other bits and pieces. And uh, we actually want to turn this into a bit of a journey through the whole acquiring mm-hmm. the dog and having a look at it trial and then obviously seeing it to the track and mm-hmm. uh, yeah so we're going to do a uh, little bit of a documentary for the grv so that's uh, very exciting so uh, we will keep you up to date with that it's exciting beefy you are notably excited <laughs> notably imagine look i know we're at the ground level and we're, we're at grassroots but imagine if it got through to a melbourne cup or a sandan cup and me and you were just defied the odds it would be quite amazing imagine imagine the old uh, what was the uh, we would be hated by the industry oh, we, oh no we we i think we already are hated during the, the video we actually made about grand racing where uh, we made or oh, i made that false claim once that again. Uh, yeah, yeah well, don't say once again i've like made two mistakes in my whole broadcasting career and that was one of them and uh, we, we we'll just ignore the other one um but yeah imagine that it would uh, what was the what's the um the one dog that uh, broke the track record the, the one you had one race. And oh, Shaky Jakey. Shaky Jakey, yeah. yeah Imagine yeah. if it was a Shaky Wentworth Jakey. Park, that was. One million dollars. <laughs> bloke came up to the guy that owned it and offered him a million dollars off one run. Didn't and take he, it. And he I, I still it think there's something shady happened there. Something shaky th- on Shaky Jakey. I think, uh, I think that's the, uh, the consensus. 29.07. Consensus to in To break the, the track record by 0.2 of a second. As a maiden. As a maiden. Yeah. That's just ridiculous. And then never run again. Never run again. And the other thing is, obviously, we had a look, didn't we? We we did some uh, interesting investigation about Shaky Jakey's progeny, mm. and there's been nothing. No. Absolutely. A, I think there's one called Shaky Diesel, which I see around here and there right. at the moment, which has gone all right. Okay. But, but nothing, just, nothing. Yeah. Considering it's sired. Is it, do, you, do you have a sire in... Uh, Dog breeding? I don't know if you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, so yeah. I, it's sired hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. We we looked at we all it out. its uh, all its uh, litters, and there's just nothing. I think no. one dog had won about fifty grand mm-hmm. out of hundreds. He might have just been this freak, one-off freak, but yeah, no one will ever know. Exactly right, Rob. Exactly right. He's a champ. So um, during lockdown, Rob, we mm. uh, I had to get a, a decorator in. To do some work around the uh, around okay. the flat, yeah, I got chatting to him. Where, where did you put the dartboard? Did you have to move? I had to it? move the dartboard. Oh, yeah, God. I got chatting to him, and it turned out he was a virgin pilot. Okay, that actually been furloughed, and he was doing painting to earn a bit of extra cash. Mm-hmm. That's Virgin Airlines. Virgin well, Airlines, yeah. yeah. Well, what else? What other virgins is he flying? Well, well yeah, I think. But you know the um, so the bathroom was a bit iffy, but he made a lovely job of the landing. It's good, Beefy. That, that's that, I, th- I should have realised as soon as you, that you were actually as soon as I saw you reading. Oh, don't say that. You spoil the uh, <laughs> spoil the facade that I'm here actually doing stuff off my own back. So what you're saying is you didn't have to move the dartboard? No, not at all. No, that's my problem as well because of this shoulder injury from the penny farthings. The darts, mm. I can't throw many darts before it starts hurting. That's really bad. Does it surprise you the silence after you give the punchline? No, it was deliberate. The silence, I, I kind of let it... 
I, I need that uh, the crickets sound effect, but uh, I'm not that interested, to be honest. Um, You're not technically apt enough. To say the least. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been under controls for two months, so I'm kind of a Out bit of lost, practice. to be honest. Yep. Here's one for you about... Uh, I'm going to just play it. It's about tennis and the protocol now that's involved in what you can and can't do. So this is Laura Curran, who's a bit this of a This is politician. just a recent change? This is uh, new. So you can just imagine she's had to do this. This is a press conference at a tennis club. Unless they're from the same household, has to bring their own tennis balls so that you don't touch other people's tennis balls um, with your hands. You can kick their balls, but you can't touch them. <laughs> I'm going to blush, sorry. Um, of course, if you're, pl- if you're playing with someone in your household, you can touch those tennis balls. Uh, to, avoid confu- <laughs> to avoid confusion between whose balls are whose, you can use a marker, like a Sharpie, to mark out, to put an X, or put someone's initials on them. So uh, it was uh, always going to happen, wasn't it? Always going to happen. Well, I mean... It's just there for the taking. Yep. Balls, uh, balls, balls pun. Hey, I just I was doing a quick bit of reading about when you were saying about uh, moving the AFL Grand Final to uh, Derby Day weekend. Yeah. The issue revolves around the fact that if uh, an interstate club from South Australia, New South Wales, or not New South Wales, well, New South Wales, no, because we can travel in between the two. If there are travel restrictions still in place, say West Coast Eagles get the final, they're going to have a need to quarantine. So even though the AFL Grand Schedule, the Grand Final is scheduled for the 23rd mm. or 24th October, they need to have that second weekend in place just in case. Yeah. There are quarantine issues. See, because when I when I heard this morning, it was, they were adamant. This is what's happening. Well, Eddie McGuire. So you might been... be doing a bit of Donald Trump fake news with your twenty third, twenty fourth, twenty fifth. Oh no, no, that was what I read today. But Eddie McGuire is pushing this to uh, to really jump on into the racing. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. How do you feel Trump's leadership's been going lately? Do you think he's um doing a? <laughs> do you think he's on the improve? <laughs> I, at one stage a couple of weeks ago, I didn't think he could get any lower. And yet, he seems to be... He's, he carries on digging. He just needs to find that rock-bottom point. Well, well and... he's not even pretending anymore. Oh, no. Before, he was this kind of pretending to be some kind... To, to, that was his job, to be president. Yeah. He was never a, a president. No. But he was still pretending that he was. The strange thing was... But now he's not... It's just... It's all had, out there. I kind of had this argument with with my old man like a couple of months ago now, the last time I saw her, I was seeing my parents. The fact does that unemployment was at record low. Um, the His GDP had gone through the roof. Basically, businesses were, were right. And he was actually doing a fair job in mm. terms of building the nation up in terms of generating and manufacturing and every, mm. everything mm. else. Mm. So he was actually doing that okay. I mean, yeah. he is an absolute... Yeah, no, no, no. I've, I've, heard, I've heard other people say the same thing. Uh, you know, so that side of things, he was actually doing all right. And the one thing about Trump is if he says he's going to go and do something, he actually actually tries to go and do it. Whereas people like Obama and Bush, they kind of hid behind anything. And actually, if you look at Obama's and Bush's record, they didn't actually achieve anything. Right. So Trump's actually kind of achieved stuff, but the guy's just clueless. Mm-hmm. You know, we thought George W. Bush was clueless, you know, about the things he said and reading children's books upside down because he couldn't actually read. But, I mean, just Trump has no idea about popularity and what's good and getting involved and actually making statements about you know the old black lives matter and stuff and actually doing something about that it's ah oh, it's well, just surely if nothing else during covid that that putting out the wall that must have been a that must rate of that must have been picked up knots Oh God! I don't. And well, look, I'm I'm from the UK, and Boris Johnson is just equally as bad. Uh, in fact, probably, equally as bad as Trumpy. Oh, just clueless, clueless. 
He actually got the old COVID, Boris. Yeah, should know better. He pushed through. He did have to go to hospital, the, though. The one, the one great thing about this is being Welsh is the push for Welsh independence in a minute is flying. <laughs> Do you know what? They haven't had as much of a, an increase in a, a, an increase in interest mm. in these past three months that they've had for the past hundred years. But you don't actually really, at its heart, care so much about the politics. All you care is if the politics do get put in place, the cricket team is a sure thing. Oh, guaranteed. That's It's got to happen. Anyone listening, if there is anyone out there, Beefy... (laughs) There is. Beefy's the staunchest Welshman on the planet, and he is determined that he doesn't want England and Wales. Because when England comes and tours the cricket team, they are officially actually England and Wales. Yeah, officially. But no one can be bothered saying in Wales. It's too long. And... Shorten it down. They play under the English flag. They play under the George Cross. So how does that represent the Red Dragon of Wales? It doesn't. It's a joke, Rob. Well, it's it's all a bit of a... uh, I don't know why it's all separate anyway. You don't know why well, it isn't I, separate I, uh, or why it's together. Why it isn't separate. So. Yeah, no, no, no. it's exactly right. It's... No, 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 no. I don't know why you don't just sort of, you know, I mean, either you've got Great Britain, but it's is... so close. Like, it's all in the same landmass. Right. But no one else, it's just, it's, it's so unique to the rest of the world. I mean, yeah, it's different it's... to the United States, where the states are, that's still one country. But you have all these different rules for Britain. You're together for this, but you're separate for that, and, it's, and you you got your own nation, your own... But then all of a sudden you merge for when it comes time for the Olympics and all this sort of stuff. You're right. It is pretty unique. There is no others apart from the West Indies and cricket, I guess. Yep. That would be the only kind of other... Mm-hmm. Ireland, I guess, for rugby and cricket, because it's yeah, all of Ireland. But no one really... I mean, only... Americans wouldn't know they're any different. No, they wouldn't. That doesn't say much. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. Um, but you're you're right. It is a pretty unique situation. But um, well, yeah. you'd never see Australia and New Zealand merge. New Zealand would not. Just would not have it. Well, they're talking about it now, aren't they? What well, we merge in terms of what? <laughs> well, the Australians want Jacinda Ardern to be the uh, president, the president of the Anzac Nation. <laughs> I think Channel Ten would be saying that. You might find something different on Sky News. <laughs> That's very, very true. No, you're right. I mean, but you're not, like you've just pointed out, it's not the same landmass. You know, you've got borders. You know, you're not Indonesia with lots of different islands. No, but Um, they have got zero COVIDs and we've still got 400 odd. Who, New Zealand? Yeah. No, you've got zero now. I said said they've got zero. We've we've still got 400 odd. Who's we? I thought you were New Zealand. No, we're in terms of us us people here in Australia. Yeah, I know. Given the fact we're broadcasting in Australia, I referred to us as we in that occasion. It's not confusing. You won't hear me say that, Robert. You will never hear me say that, unfortunately. At the start of our documentary pilot, it says two Australian men attempt to achieve a world record. I need you to change that. (laughs) Two men that live in Australia. (laughs) Hey, you know, we, we just talked about this uh, fourth Bledisloe Cup match you know it's um, the reason why mm. they need to have the fourth Bledisloe Cup match in Australia because there's meant to be two in New Zealand and one in Australia is Australian Rugby Union's broke yeah. they're still paying Israel fill out so yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They, they are so desperate to get a second match the number of things that have fallen out of the news now like so oh. many people who were under heavy fire except for poor old Ellen DeGeneres they're oh, still she, go- hasn't she copped it <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable! She she made one. Do you know what the joke was that she made? Did you hear what it was? No, I didn't. She said it's so. She's actually doing her show, yeah, via video conference uh, a or bit thing. Like James Corden no, and Graham Norton. It's they're all doing it. Yeah, they're the worst shows of all time. Well, I don't think it's a conversation. It's all right, but I mean, it's, it's better. They got no option. 
Better than True. nothing. No, I don't um, know about that. But, but oh, she's just doing her usual. She does a little bit of stand-up at the start of the show. And she says, uh, God, you know, doing this COVID thing, it's really like being in prison. In the sense that uh, everyone's gay and we're all in the same type of clothes. Or, or we wear the same clothes every day and everyone's oh, gay. Oh, no. Hey? Well, that's I'm not just offensive. Reacting. I'm just reacting like it's everyone be- else. It's because, she, well, that's <laughs> because obviously she's gay. And so is her partner. And that's why everyone's gay. I'm not and gay, but my the same clothes. Is. And people, then people start probably not going, oh, so Alan's so disconnected, she doesn't know what it's really like to be in prison and all this sort of <laughs> stuff. I, it's, it's what's called a joke, people. It had a setup and a punchline. <laughs> the setup was that this is like being in prison, in which yeah. you think, oh, gosh, that's not. But the punchline, the way you relieve the pressure, is by saying in the sense that everyone's gay and we're wearing the same clothes every day. Mm. That's the release. Do gay people and wear the same clothes every day? And that's what a moron says. Like, you've got the offended people, and then you've got the moron response. <laughs> and Beefy just gave it a... But she has copped it, hasn't she? In terms and, and of... all these security guards saying out that she wasn't ni- not nice to him and stuff. Like, well, you worked with Alan once for five minutes, yeah. and she wasn't... You didn't become it, best buddies, so now to be, sudden, um, she's a horrible person. Every time I with log... the amount of stuff that she's been through in her life. Yeah. She got the presidential medal for her courage in standing up for social justice for the homosexual community. Yeah. But every time she I, was shunned. I logged on to the news website. There was a new story every day. Alan, Ellen is. But we so had nothing be- better to do. Oh, it, yeah, it's very true. <laughs> but it was like so. It was ridiculous. I'm going to use the word witch hunt, Rob. It was a witch hunt. Mm-hmm. That's clickbait. Jeez. But like the New Zealand Herald publishes that stuff a lot. Are they owned by Murdoch? Uh, I don't know. It's it's frustrating. Like some of the news, it was just not news. Ninety well, percent of the news. But do you remember the first two, three, four weeks of COVID? All of a sudden, it was essentially—I mean, not to be too dramatic—but it was all that mattered is that we survive as a people. We we get through this thing. Yeah, that's all that mattered. And so all the bollocks went away, and all because yeah, all yeah. the politicians were actually working together. Well, yeah, and and no. that's actually what was being yeah. reported, and everything wasn't politicized just for. Three four weeks and everything felt clean and everything felt wasn't soiled and, and there was fish back in Venice. <laughs> that was the big thing. It was amazing and and then slowly but surely the political bollocks start. Hey, oh, you know no. how are we going against New Zealand left versus mm-hmm. right and then old Trumpy stands up <laughs> and the whole world falls apart and again. Of course, uh, All right, let's play a bit of a COVID anthem. Oh yeah, because we've got to play some what, tunes. What's that one? This is the police. Don't stand so close to me. Hey. Hey, this is Toddy Goldsmith, and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport. Oh, I haven't been that much out of practice. I've got old Toddy for you, Rob. It's been a while since I've heard that. Uh, hey, she received an Order of Australia medal or something. Oh, did she? Recently. Good yeah, old yeah. Toddy. Congratulations, Toddy. I didn't realise that, that. Well, actually, I happened to hear that on the radio this morning they had old Braithwaite. As well. Daniel Braithwaite, apparently, um, again, he may not be able to do horses at the Cox Plate this year. He's not sure if he can make it. But he apparently was in the same high school class as uh, Olivia Newton-John. Wow. Yeah. Who is Toddy Goldsmith's... Auntie. um, Auntie, yeah. Yeah. Great research, Rob. Love that. No worries. Yeah, yeah. Um, Have you heard about my new hero, Anthony Griggs, Rob? Uh, Anthony Griggs. Maybe. He's a golfer. One of the newer members of the Golf Week Amateur Tour, mm. Griggs post- posted a round of 84 to capture the D-Flight title during a recent event played at Whirlwind Golf Club at Wild Horse Pass in Chandler, Arizona. 84? Yeah. And that won the tournament? 
won the tournament. It's D-Flight, so it's like Division 4 of amateurs. That's just half the story. After the round, a member of... I mean of... Division 4 of amateurs? What does that mean? So it's a local club. You know, you're not in the top bracket. You're in the fourth division. Do they have that? Well, apparently so, they do. 84? <laughs> Is that what's getting I you? I can hit an 84. You can. You're great, Rob. You're a top golfer. I had a hit on Sunday, actually. After the round, a member of Griggs's group insisted, he'd just seen the most incredible thing he'd ever witnessed on a golf course, Rob. Mm-hmm. Griggs, who's uh, who's just turned 61, played the entire round with just one trusty club. Tees, fairways, bunkers, and of course the greens. One club. Mm. Oh, that is pretty good then. Yep, wait. Griggs, who drives the ball more than 200 yards off the tee, does it all with a putter. Oh, come on now. After becoming a pretty good traditional player, Griggs got bored with the game. An acquaintance suggested that if he wanted to challenge himself again, he should play with just a putter. While practicing on the range, he decided to give it a try and found that with some trial and error, he could hit the ball pretty well. Mm-hmm. He's been only using a putter ever since. Griggs originally used a Scuddy Cameron. That's the one I use, Rob, the Scuddy Cameron Newport 2, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one I've got. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it broke when he was preparing for a tournament, so he went to the nearby op shop, and he bought a Wilson staff putter for $2.99. And that is the club that he used to win the Phoenix area event as he beat Angelo Foe. How does Angelo feel? He lost to a bloke playing with a putter. But not only that. That's a shaming. He lost by six strokes. So he shot a, so a, a 90 with all his clubs. With all his clubs. How can these guys actually be... I mean, 90 is a, is a Joe average, Joe Blow score. Yeah. How, how is this? I mean, I mean even the as a vision, is- But it, it's a register... And then you're hitting a 90. Like, you don't even bother when it's you're div- that rubbish. It's Division D, Rob. Division D. And you've so seen... Why you've is there a Division D? Oh, because there's 400 players. I don't know. There's 100 in each. You go up through the tables. You've seen I like the, the 84 with the putter. That's You've seen impressive. the course in in Arizona, though. They're yep. pretty... They won't be too much rough. They'll be no. pretty low. It'll be really dry. Mm-hmm. So you could probably hit it quite hard and mm-hmm. straight. Mm-hmm. A lot of run-ups to the greens as well. Mm-hmm. So this is what... Still, get- if you go in a bunker with a putter, you're yeah, in trouble, tough. man. This is what gets me though along with his do-it-all partner friend and sometimes caddy mm. what are you carrying yep <laughs> one club and a, yep. and a handful of balls yeah um larry vincent just carrying some uh, great anecdotes exactly yeah. right he is larry vincent is the steve williams of his day mm-hmm. but his reward for winning the d flight in the wild horse pass golf club mm. griggs has been promoted to b flight for the next event so he's gone up two divisions rob just for winning, winning with a putter. Anchor. I'm, I'm impressed, actually, now that he did that. I think he's yeah. my new golfing hero. The guy that had the 90, he, he's rubbish. Like, 84 with a putter. That shames us all, really, doesn't it? Does. It does. Hey, now, I've got a golfing gripe. Oh, okay. Because I did play on Sunday. Yeah, uh, yeah. Beautiful winter's day up at, near Wangaratta mm-hmm. at Jubilee Golf Club. Yeah. There's a, there's a mountain range, and it comes down the mountain range to the golf course. It's, it's serene and beautiful. It's elevated at times. You can see over the whole valley. I was there on my own. I wanted to have a nice squat. The course was actually quite busy, but there's still social distancing. Yeah. Bollocks in place, so there's only two at a time, Max, and all that stuff. I played Sanctuary Lakes the other week with two at a time, yeah. Okay. You know at the Phoenix Open or whatever, that one where they have everything's loud and... Yeah, 200,000 on one hole. Now, that's all great because you know what you're there for. That's what's going to be happening. You're raging. These young lads in their motorised golf carts... Oh, no. Did they have a boombox, Rob? They had a boombox blaring hip-hop music... No. Out out of the golf... In a country, beautiful golf course... Rural Victoria near Wangaratta. How's the serenity? Oh, not good? It was not good. It was mm. making me that angry. Jeez. I couldn't believe that, because you would have been able to hear it from the clubhouse. Oh, yeah. And and uh, nothing nothing was done. I made the decision 
to just hit my ball and get out of air shot as fast as I could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not the way. I mean, I'm all for this progress with golf and <laughs> golf rules improving. Embrace and, the progressiveness, Rob. And Embrace people are not waiting for each other just who is ready to hit, just go and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. That's good. However, I'm, I'm not tolerating no. loud music. Loud young people's triple J bollocks. Oh, no good. Um, I was awful at Sanctuary Lakes the other week. I was so bad. Mm. Uh, just the shoulder just doesn't let me swing. But apparently I drove Glenn Maxwell. Glenn Maxwell, okay. The cricketer. He, he apparently hits it quite well and he's quite aggressive. But yeah. uh, I hit one about 280 metres. Oh, that's a big hit. It was a big hit. It was, yeah, I only hit two good drives out of 18, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but uh, apparently Maxwell hit about 240, 250 and I hit one about 280 on mm-hmm. one hole. So yeah, it wasn't bad, but I'm horrendously bad. Mm. Just couldn't hit it straight. Uh, I've hit the ball pretty always pretty well, but just my uh, my putting was terrible. Yeah, very very fast greens at Jubilee Golf Course. Really? Yeah, yeah. A bit dry up there. Dry and cool. Mm. Okay. Foggy. Um. Lovely winter weather. This is... So we played the first song that came to his head. It just so happened to be. It was the worst song in the world. It was the worst song in the world. Listen to the song and it's clear of mind because the words don't fit and the song is shit. You're a talent. This. I'll do the um, FC Islock. Oh, you're, that's, uh, that's, that wasn't meant to happen, by the way, yeah. but I'll leave it in the background. This is FC Islock. This is the accordion man. This is their song. It's in Russian or it's in Belarusian. Mm-hmm. And it's their tribute to the Belarusian healthcare workers okay. treating the COVID patients. Good. Think you get the gist? Yeah, congratulations. Good. Yeah, it's not easy. It's, it's pretty good. He, I've been watching the obviously the FCS Hot Games. He just goes all game yeah, yeah. with the accordion. He's yeah, yeah. No, I like that. Very authentic. Yeah. It, uh, and the, and the, the cluelessness surrounding what's uh, could be cool and hip and whatever else. I liken it to uh, the Fijians. Oh, they, they don't really yeah, they know, don't any know any better. They don't know any better. Okay, this is what you've been waiting for, Rob. This is what I've been pushing for a long, long time tonight. Okay. The uh, the guy's name is called uh, Peter Parsons. He's he's English. He he's not quite gone viral yet, but he should do. Peter Parsons. Peter Parsons. And, the... and sorry, this is affiliated with what? Yeah, the song is called "Gone to the Dogs." Rob, it's another Greyhound song. It's up what? There. Is it? Is it? It's not the same guy as the last one. No, no. This is from this is from England. This is, this is an English one. Yeah. Is this recent? No, it's not that recent. It's pretty old, but it's an it's a cracker. Okay, song about greyhounds again. My dogs are racing machines, I fly machines, round and round, like a racing machine. Yeah. I mean a machine. Greyhounds run, I know they run and run, 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 chase and run, and run, run, run. She's my dream, my racing machine. She's my queen, my racing dream.
dogs are racing machines. <laughs> a flying machine. Round and round. Like a racing machine. I mean a machine. Greyhounds run. I know they run and run, run, run. Chase and run, and run, run, run. She's my dream. My racing machine. She's my dream. My racing machine. That's that's a reinvigorator right uh, there. That'll get the show going. You should um, see, honestly, uh, you should see the video as well. The video I'm going to put it on our Facebook page because it is one of the funniest things you'll ever see in your entire life. Um, when I found this today, and Claire I'll tell you straight away, I I cried because <laughs> first show back, oh. two months off. I thought oh, I need a worst song in the world. SCS Lock was there, mm. but as soon as I hit this, uh, I just unbelievable. It was, He's another one who's taken the sort of. Rage against the machine, killing in the name of approach in terms of just taking one line and repeating it over and over. Yeah. You do what they told you. Yeah. Now you do what they told you. What you and can't... Just, She's my dream. What you can't quite hear is what Amazing well, machine. When you pick it out, the little dance beat in the background actually says, Gone to the dogs. Right. Gone to... It's, yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. It's, well, uh, that's, he's crossed genres. Oh, he has. Uh, violently there so, um, almost. It's like... Uh, he's Obviously, a clear, tacky synth dance track is probably... Oh, that's great. But his his uh, vocal approach is very sort of bandstand nineteen twenties. <laughs> so uh, this is, this it's is a his... great fusion there, Beefy. I, I struggle to find some information about Peter Parsons, but okay. um, all I found is Peter Parsons is an English musician. He is associated with the Brexit music scene. <laughs> He has recorded 12 songs. I didn't know songs. that was a scene. I didn't know it was a scene either. Yeah. He exhibited and performed his works on YouTube, often combining his vocal talent mm. and dancing into one location. Right. Pa- Parsons as is opposed a, to separate locations. As opposed to separate locations. Yeah. Parsons is a fan of he Newcastle. He wasn't social distancing his no. dancing from his singing. No, that's right. Parsons is a fan of Newcastle United FC, but he's not from Newcastle. Mm. Uh, the New European uh, newspaper described him as an enterprising elderly warbler. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, the I newspaper called him <laughs> the, a Brexit enthusiast. But there's some great comments in the video. Uh, How has this not gone viral yet? <laughs> Give him hell, Pete. This is brilliant. Ricky Bernard Thompson. Wow, I haven't felt such deep emotion since the Boston cream of my Boston cream donut oozed out under my sharp-looking seersucker shirt. I moved to tears. Wow. Uh, truly beautiful video. This man's voice is the purest. The women's dancing skills were also incredibly inspirational. Now, I haven't oh. told you. I haven't told you about this. In the background of the video is uh, this uh, young girl whose dancing is incredibly bad. Okay. And they've kind of mirrored her on yep. the in the background. And like I said, you just got to see the video. Is, is he have the dog in the video? The, oh, there's greyhound highlights. Yeah. From uh, Walt, well, not Walton, so somewhere uh, I can't remember where it's from. Uh, is this what caretakers at nursing homes do with the old people? <laughs> and that, as soon as you read that, you realise when you see the video. Uh, Jeff Zemkowicz says, "I knew this was good when I heard that filtered gone to the dogs in the instrumental during the chorus." <laughs> Honestly, this is ridiculously catchy, and I've listened to it about fifty times while I've been doing the laundry. Jeez, <laughs> my dream. Uh, Lawrence Jackson says some. Somehow this song slaps, as an in- and it's extremely sensual at the same time. Yeah, but, uh, Pavarotti-esque. Oh, it is very, very funny. It's brilliant. Like I said, as soon as I found it, within 30 seconds, mm. I was in tears. So Amazing. it was uh, so good. And, and British dogs, great great thing to hear about how the greyhounds are going. Uh, it's international, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, really? well, only run six dogs over there. There are six, and the, the bunny's on the outside. Normally the bunny's on the and outside. And also, yeah. the commentator he calls them by the number yeah he doesn't know the names because when that's you, annoying when you go in and write a betting slip over there you literally write t1 or t6 mm-hmm. to win so there's no point in having names you just you need the trap number because you just write trap four to but win then, but then do they have names at all yeah they do have names obviously mm. but nobody looks at the names but you need the names for the form, for obviously. The form, yeah, but yeah. when you put know a, that it's when coming you put a bet on, you just will write T four. What's the fun in that? You can't have a, a funny greyhound names show. True. Prawn cutlet. <laughs> you love a bit of prawn cutlet. Daffodil don't you? Dave. Oh, Daffo Dave. Yeah. Henry. Just Henry. Yeah. Great name. Great name yeah. for a dog. Hello. Oh, we're talking about names. Let's play Balderdash. 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 It's a fun game. It's a fun game, Rob. It sure is, and I'm already in great spirits. During the break, I checked out Peter Parsons' Gone to the Dogs, and it's brilliant, but I think what's actually making me really laugh my ass off is the uh, comments afterwards. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's just brilliant. Yes, um, we will put that video up on our Facebook page, Shake mm-hmm. 365 Days of Sport, and uh, that video will be there. It's in front of a green screen, basically. It's oh, a green screen. I yeah. hope so. Someone's written, that girl has to either be his granddaughter or his favourite bartender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very, very This one's right. I'm off to the bookies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's, is that going to fit in the top ten from now on, Rob? Is that mm. going to force its way in? It's uh, it's a contender. It's got to be in there. I mean, um, the repetition of the lyrics is matched only by the repetition of his dance moves. <laughs> He's a great dancer. Yeah. 
Right, if you don't know what sport in Boulder Dash is, this is a competition, it's a quiz, it's a game where we get to make up, or they could be real, people's names, sports people's names, and it's quite simply, we give them a bio, a bit of a backstory, and the other person's got to guess whether they're true or false, whether they're real or made up, whether they're make-believe or they are believable. Mm-hmm. And we have played this quite a lot, and it's been the And hard. I've won once ever. I think you've won more than once. No, twice, I think. I think. Ma- twice, really? Rob has a great history. Uh, generally, Rob goes a lot of, fa- of false ones with uh, some made-up ones, and uh, very, very entertaining. It was bit, I've put together a bit of a, uh, a highlights package of Rob's names, and it is An- quite Another funny. one? No. Uh, I've, I've been expanding the original one. Oh, okay. Oh, so good. It's, it's going to be like half an hour of Rob's oh, names. Oh, just keeps going. All right, I'll start. All First right. name off Listening. the bat today. Yep. Reggie Ment. Born in Boston to Haitian parents after spending his early life in Haiti before moving to Florida. Played defensive end for the University of Kentucky before quitting college before the 2016 season. Reggie Ment. False. No. Reggie Ment is real. And do you want to know some... This is Regiment. Yeah, this is an update of Reggie Ment. Ment was arrested in April for shooting up a Circle K gas station in Fort Myers. What? Um, yeah, so Reggie Ment. Um, he had a few personal problems, old Reggie Ment. That doesn't sound like it went very well. No. How can that be real? I know, Reggie Ment. How did you spell it? Uh, R-E-G-G-I-E-M-E-A-N-T. Reggie Ment. Oh, the M-E-A-N-T. Yeah. Ment, Ment. No, he's actually pronounced, it actually said on the thing, Reggie Ment. Yeah, Yeah, well, that's I meant to do this. That's Mm. how it's spelled. Well, that's its morning start. Dick Ballyhoo. Dick Ballyhoo. Jolly good Cambridge lad who had a highly promising middle distance running career until he was blown up in France during World War I. Tally-ho! That's it. Dick Ballyhoo. Dick Ballyhoo. Just B-A-L-L-Y-H-E-W? Yes. Okay. It kind of, it is an early uh, Ballyhoo. Uh, true. False. Ooh. <laughs> All righty. Allison Speed, part of the USA 4x100 silver medal medley relay team from Beijing. Despite her name, Speed was the slowest member of the squad because she was the breaststroke specialist on the medley relay. Oh, swimming. Team. I've been straight for running. Oh, I've sorry. No, medley, for, of course. Silver medal like medley. Sil- Alison Speed. Beijing. Alison Speed. Oh, it's not a stupid name. Have I heard anyone with the last name Speed? It's got to be. I just don't know. I don't think you're going to go two trues in a row, so I'm going false. Yeah, it is false. Yes! Yeah, Rob's. Because she was Alice on speed, see? Oh, tricky. Yeah. Pretty good. Lots of people have the surname Speed, though. Gary Speed, the Welsh footballer manager. Mm-hmm. Anyway, carry on. Number two, Rob. Bart Shart. Bart Shart. Uh, he's a baseball, so he's a catcher, shortstop, baseball for the 1928 Philadelphia Phillies. He was notoriously known for having regularly suspiciously soiled trousers. Bart Shart. Obviously, that's the uh, the past tense of uh, something. Uh, Bart Shart. I've heard of Steve Shartz, but not Bart Shart. And he would have come up, I think, in our research. I'm going to say false. <laughs> it's false. Yay. Oh, God, it's tense tonight. Christian Wanger. Christian, uh, Wanger. Christian Wanger. We're Wanger. back with Wangers again. Yeah, Wanger. German speed skater that won gold at the 2014 Sochi Olympics in the Mass Start 10K race. It was Germany's first men's speed skating gold medal since Albertville in 1992. Christian Wanger. So, so, so spell it? 
Uh, Christian, as no, in no, no, Wanger, W A N G, yeah, Wanger, as in German Wanger, Wanger, Wang, Wanger. I'm yeah, going to go Wanger. true. No, Christian Wanger oh. is totally made up, unfortunately. Christian, God damn, that was crucial. It was crucial. I could have won. You could have. I still can. Still win. can. Uh, Leanne Dethol. <laughs> <laughs> That's in the highlight package. The, nice. uh South African women's weightlifting oh, champion, yeah. 1979. Ooh. <laughs> During the times of apartheid, yeah. her coincidentally archaic physical appearance just made things seem all that bit more unjust. <laughs> a bit like the New Zealand weightlifter at the minute is going to win gold in Tokyo. Um, Leanne Dethol. How do you spell Dethol? D, like, you know, it's one of those oh, South yeah, African names. Okay, D, and then T-H-A-U-L. Yeah, Dethol, yeah. I don't think Leanne Dethol is the uh, female weightlifter, unfortunately. I'd love it to be true. All right. Unfortunately for you, BP, it's false. Ah, bugger. All right, here we go. Emilio Estevez Sai, Taiwanese professional footballer, despite being born in Toronto. Estevez played for York 9 in the Canadian Premier League before signing for ADO Den Haag in the Dutch uh, Premier League, Dutch Eredivisie. Uh, He's actually played three times for Chinese Taipei. False. Unbelievably, Emilio oh, Estevez Sai is true. How yeah. can they be the same name as Emilio Estevez? I think he must have been named after him, honestly. He played against Australia last year for Chinese Taipei. That's ridiculous. Emilio Estevez Sai, T-S-A-I. Should have got up with the Sai. Why would the Sai be there? You yeah. wouldn't come up with that. No. Not true. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have come up with Emilio Estevez, to be honest. Charlie, <laughs> Charlie Sheen Sai. No. Crazy. What was his real name was originally? Which Sheen is it? Uh, Martin Sheen, so... Uh, oh, so it was just, he had his... It was Martin Sheen Jr. Emilio Estevez? Yeah. I don't know, actually. It's a good question. You yeah, check that out. Oh, I will. Just for you. <clears throat> Herb Aphrodite. Nice. I like it. I uh, like it. Throughout the 1960s, Herbert Aphrodite of San Francisco... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Of San Francisco, California... Yep. ...spent his career as a champion ballroom dancer, stepping out in the most masculine, strong, charismatic fashion, yet doing it attired regularly in his grandmother's best evening dress. <laughs> Based in a city of staunch social progress, Herb was greatly admired and applauded by the community, eventually being immortalised in a statue outside Knob Hill Community Hall where he regularly competed. Wow. Herb Aphrodite. That is awesome. That's fair. That, and the bio, that's... I love it. I've never... I've not known many Aphrodites. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but very good, Rob. Uh, I don't think Herb... Aphrodite is... Uh, you don't think so? No. You haven't not, been to Knob Hill? Not recently. No. I think we did go there when we were in San Fran. That's where the super steep street was, I think. Oh, was it? Around, yeah. Oh, no, that was a bit further over. Emilio Estevez is his actual real name. Nah. Yeah, Mar- Honestly, legally changed it. No, no, no. Martin Sheen, his legal name is Ramon Estevez. Charlie Sheen... Oh, right. ...was actually born Carlos Estevez. Right. So, so it's the other way around. It's the other way around, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure to launch his own acting career, he went the other way. Probably. I saw him in something the other day that he directed. Okay. Emilio Estevez. Because something weird happened with him, because he was not in much, and then he was on Mission Impossible, yeah. the original one, and he was in it for like the first 10 minutes, where he was like the computer nerd on top of an elevator, yep. and he got a spike through his head, and that was it. Oh, 
just took the money and ran. There was, I don't know. Amelia, what we there. need you for ten minutes. Okay, no Amelia worries. I mean, I mean, well, he was a big star. Oh, he was. Young Guns, The Breakfast Club, obviously. Saint Elmo's Fire. Oh yeah. Was he in that one? Actually, I'm not sure. Yeah, he was. Don't forget Young Guns too. Yeah, and don't forget the Mighty Ducks. Right, I did. I, I think we should forget that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, Major League was on. Talking to Charlie Sheen, Major League was on on Sunday night. Oh, was oh. It? I probably should. It's revisit such it. a great film. It is such a great film. Anyway, uh, you're um, Emilio Estevez had eight years out of the movie making, and all of a sudden turned up in 2018 to do The Public. Yeah, that's the, that's the one I saw. Director and writer. Yeah, yeah, that's when we watched it on uh, Netflix the other night. Oh, there you go. That's all right. Anyway, uh, but uh, see if see if he's in Mission Impossible. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, he is. He's uncredited role apparently, according to right. this. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He so must he was need some cash. He was a last minute. Oh, you know, they probably filmed it in L.A. and he was living there. Yeah. Quick, we need you. He was probably like actually secret like his brother just off on ripping benders tearing it up <laughs> yeah and he's like oh i need some money uh what can i do oh yeah we'll chuck you in this we'll pay you 10 grand there's a lot Done. of films from like, keep me going for from month. 99 to 2010 that i've never even heard of yeah well that's when i think a lot of bad decisions were made yeah probably right there he was in the jerky boys the movie oh, as an executive jersey producer. boys jerky boys jerky they were the guys who used to make those fake phone calls Oh. They were. That's how those guys originally. Anyway, let's get back to uh, Balderdash. The last it is six two with two to go. Um, AFL player Rob for you. Ray Peacock played with the Melbourne Demons between sixty eight and seventy four. Peacock full forward that kicked ninety nine goals unbelievably in nineteen seventy two. Uh, Peacock's last season in seventy four was curtailed by an injury when he broke a leg, which forced him to retire, and he never returned to the field. Um, unbelievably, in his. Uh, Seven-year, six-year career. He played 126 games, but never played a finals game. Melbourne never made the finals. Ray Peacock. See, good. So I got two. See, immediately I thought I've heard of that name and thought he's real, but then it could be Ray Peacock. It could be, which is 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 obviously not very kosher mm, and not something. I don't that think should... he was from Caulfield. Right. Uh, so I, but I think I reckon it's real. No, it's totally made up. <sighs> well, that was rubbish. <laughs> Well, I was getting my last one yeah. done. Pegnant. Or pe- pegnant. 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 Uh, was a jockey aboard Geronimo who won the Kentucky Derby in 1982, but then she got knocked up. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I can't remember any women winning the Kentucky Derby, so just on that basis, I don't think she won. Never know back in those no, days. True. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Peg Nant is uh, is a goer. Yeah, no, that wasn't true. Oh, good effort though. Great effort. Oh, very creative in there. I can't believe you even believed Dick Ballyhew. Oh well that sounded good. I was up there for the old Dick Ballyhew. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. There's a time you gotta go and show you grow and now you know about the facts of life, the facts of life, when the world never seems. Oh, facts of life, we haven't heard that for a while. good to hear the tune. Yeah. It's a, it's, you can see why they're stuck with me, with me for so many years. Yeah. yeah, I know, unbelievable. Um, I was just thinking about it the other day, like, May is ripe in the UK for weird and wonderful sports and mm. we, they have missed out on so many things because of lockdown mm-hmm. although they're kind of getting back to normal now so uh, they could have done them but um, you can't really roll cheeses on zoom can you have you been getting into the zoom lifestyle? not really to be honest though, early on me and a couple of mates um sort of got, basically got on the rip 
and yeah. I picked out a, 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 a I, I picked out a greyhound multi and it fell over first leg so <laughs> kind of lost that the, was supposed wasn't much of an accumulator there but uh, yeah no no it hasn't it's, it's just I did it once it's like it's just kind of annoying we uh, we've been doing Saturday night quizzes from all around the oh, world see, that would be more fun so 8 p.m. on a Saturday night we kick off but we didn't do a quiz this week we did um, a murder mystery via Zoom oh uh, yeah it was pretty cool actually is it, it's just random things you can join or is this no actually, no this was this, this is, is organized like, through yeah, a friends group yeah this is all the Brits all that the live in Melbourne and, and there's a lot yeah. of, there's a couple of Brits that have moved back to the UK mm. so we kind of jump in with them mm-hmm. and uh, th- that's my new Saturday night uh, mm-hmm. ritual anyway uh, the worm charming got cancelled Rob worm worm charm you can't worm charm in groups okay the the masses the, um, will be devastated by that one. The Red Bull Cut It Lawn Mower Racing Championship that got uh, that got binned. Obviously, the cheese rolling got cancelled. The Ely Hoop Trundle, which is that's a new one to me. So I've actually found a new sport. Uh, pupils compete to roll a hoop on the east lawn of Ely Cathedral to mark the founding of the school by King Henry VIII in 1541. Uh, Maypole dancing around the Maypole that's got cancelled. The World Custard Pie Championships that got cancelled. Apparently, it's going to be back bigger, better, and messier than mm-hmm. ever before next year. Uh, the Gloucestershire Dragon Boat Regatta. The uh, It's a fancy dress dragon boat race. Uh, See, so I just think with all this cancellation, cancel, cancel, and it's going to at some point have to be done, and there's going to be some severe cramming. Yeah. You could potentially just have the most raging three months sort of oh, yeah. live from sort of September, October onwards into Christmas. Yeah. I mean, Christmas run-up this year will start from September. It definitely will. Yeah. Uh, they cancelled the bottle kicking, Rob. Medbourne oh, versus Hallerton, yeah, which well, we, that's, uh, uh, we went to. Definitely be breaking the rules there. Yeah. And then the uh, the World Egg Throwing Championship, which you actually could do under social distancing regulations. Mm. Uh, but they've, uh, as a, this is a advice from the organisers, we are extremely sorry to be making this devastating decision and have been monitoring the news and advice continually. As the situation has unfolded and intensified, we realise we have no alternative but to cancel. Mm. Uh, big news for you, obviously, Rob. Um, Super Rugby Aotearoa is back this weekend. Is that back tomorrow night? I, I think, think you're after Aotearoa. Is what oh, you're after there? Sorry, uh, yeah. yeah. Thanks for correcting That's me. All right. Yeah, uh, it's a difficult one. Not excited at all, actually. I don't follow it at all. Although apparently Daniel Carter's coming to the Auckland Blues. He's yeah, he's in. He's yeah. in the Blues. So as of now, he's signed, ready to go this weekend. I think because he's come straight over from France. France, Japan. Where was he? I can't remember where he was, he was in France for a while. Okay, maybe he's gone to Japan. But I think he's that. forty. Has he just turned forty? Yeah, he's, he's my age. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, he's playing. He's back. Auckland are loving it, but apparently the Crusaders are not happy. They are dirty. <laughs> With Carter, <laughs> well, because we flog Bowden Barrett as well up there, so he's yes. going to go back to fullback. We just um, like the All Blacks with having uh, the first five sort of dilemma. Daniel Carter did, of course, start initially at second five eight, but I can't imagine when not, you're a player of that caliber. He won't, caliber he won't that be playing uh, twelve now. Going to push out one of the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's quite exciting to have that back bit of rugby. I'll pro- uh, maybe I'll watch it. I'll think about it. I haven't got that KO Sport anymore. I've got to hook that back up. What else are you going to do this weekend? Oh, the greyhounds. <laughs> Just the greyhounds. Nothing else. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Thursday night, Saturday night. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any horses on this weekend. Oh, there, there are, but there are, uh, right. it's getting tough. Oh. the do- It's getting down to the real winter sloggers. Okay. Yeah, jungle edge every race. He's, he's, yeah, if you're a nine-year-old, he goes forward as a go. 
And so he should at nine years. He looked old. all good. No, he, he did have run a good race at Randwick that day. He held on for about fifth. Uh, but yeah, classic legend, dominated. Oh, are, you, are you wrapping me up? Are you pressing? The, is this the Oscar music playing? Because my speech is going on too long. Beefy's bored. <laughs> so bored at my greyhound horse racing talk that I'm trying to inject sports into the show. <laughs> And he's just I'm, pressed the old, okay, move it on, you're off. You can That's tell, it, wrap it up now, please. You can tell we've had two months off yeah. because uh, I pressed something I forgot. So mm-hmm. If you click this in a certain way, uh, it essentially just kicks off. Well, <laughs> as it happens at this point, I'm quite happy to wrap it up because it's, well, it's past it's, our time. It definitely is. It really, it really is past our time. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, there we go. No, all good. It's been great to be back on air, Rob. Thank you for uh, bringing your uh, wit and repartee to the party. Oh, pleasure. Two months off, and uh, I know you've got early start tomorrow. Well, considering uh, I haven't really didn't put any thought into the show, I think it went all right. Oh, you, you've got the boulder dash happening. That's the main thing. Yeah, thanks. Is that, is that really the main thing? Well, in today's capacity, yes, really. It's, uh, Better watch out, because I might try and win next time. Oh, God, don't, don't tempt me. We've got to thank Jack Lynx for sticking with us, even though we've been off air for two months. The best beef jerky possible. I've been loving it. Mm. I've been chomping my way through beef jerky. It's mm. been great. Protein power. Two boiled eggs and a stick of beef jerky and you're off. Oh, how good's that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've uh, got to thank Jack Lynx. We really do appreciate your support and uh, keep following us for progress on our potential greyhound as well, which is going to be just incredible brilliant right this has been yet another edition number 155 of the jack links 365 days of sport we'll see you next week